Saturday night, another episode of the PNC Progressive Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Ben, what's going on? How's your week been? Much better, man. I feel much more like a human being. And um just, better. Yes, well, thank you. I I feel a lot better and uh and everybody in the house feels a lot better and um you know it's just it's been a much better week. So um excited to uh get back on the air and um you know as you just said i sound better and i think i sound better as well so hopefully that will translate into a higher quality show i certainly gave you all i had um the last time i saw you but i don't think i was 100 percent yet but tonight's a different story and um we certainly have a lot to get into um, as we start to build it toward the um, Illumination Chamber pre-show, which which we're holding on Tuesday. So um, yep. you'll definitely be seeing a lot more of us, um, and um, and we'll we'll get more into the uh, regular schedule now that I'm, like I said, starting to feel like a human being again. So, Absolutely. so how was your week? Uh, my week's uh, been pretty good. Uh, today we had a full house, so we had some friends over for lunch, and um, I was, of course, upstairs watching my uh, movies. I was watching, um, okay, so I gotta start getting into Alfred Hitchcock because the Alfred Hitchcock presents because I kind of I like that stuff. The basically yeah, I do, I do too, mystery, true crime stuff, and a lot of that. And um, absolutely, that makes two of us. And I was watching the Sham the Champagne Gang, which is uh, kind of uh, so whatever. I just have sometimes I have these movies playing in the background, whatever. But after that, I was watching uh, Fight Valley. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, so it's from twenty sixteen. It's got Misha Tate, uh, Chris Cyborg, Holly Holm in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um. Now, they on Tubi, have you ever used Tubi yet? Yes, yes, I, I actually use Tubi semi-regularly, yes. Oh, wait, what do you watch on there? Um, just, um, there's, so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of movies that, um, Xfinity offers on demand, and they, and they, they come up randomly, and a lot of them are on, end up being on Tubi. So when I click on it, it automatically takes me to Tubi. Um, so it's just there's a lot of like good action movies. Uh, um, let me like, tell you this though: if you t- if you go into the search box on Tubi, you type wrestling, a whole lot of wrestling stuff comes up. Okay, well, I will have to, um, I will have to explore that. Um, like I was, I was watching, okay, WEW, which is Women's Extreme Wrestling, and isn't, isn't that kind of like the NC seventeen stuff? Something like that. But uh, you know what? I can't get into it. I try. I watched one episode. I'm like, no, but but on this episode, I watched. Bill Alfonso was there. <laughs> um, you know, I have a um, I can't help it. I have a fondness for Bill Alfonso. 
So, uh, yeah. Um, he just he like, makes me laugh. I don't know why. So I was watching that, but I can't get, I just can't get, that's one uh, thing I can't really get into is uh, WEW. So I'll just stick with all the other wrestling that I watch. Yeah, you know, um, back in my uh, back in my later teenage years, I tried to get into a lot of the uh, into the more uh, rebellious indie stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I told you, I told you this story one time. I used to have this um, video store by my house. I would go to all the time called Video Times. And they had video stores. Go on. Uh, yeah, it's one of it's one of the um dead uh jewels of my childhood that I'm very sad about. Um but um but anyway, so they had they had a large wrestling collection, kinda like Blockbuster did. Yep. You know? And um so I would I would always haunt that section. Everybody everybody else would be like you know, doing whatever in the regular movie section, like regular human beings, and I would just be haunting the wrestling. Um, and um, and one time I came across the promotion that up until that point I hadn't heard of, which was Combat Zone Wrestling. Oh yeah. And I obviously I had no idea what it was at the time, but because of the fact that I was such a wrestling fan, I hadn't heard of it. I'm like. Let me check this out. So I I put it in I put it in the uh you know the DVD player or whatever and you know I I couldn't I couldn't explain it I could you know ladies and gentlemen you know you're you're talking to a guy who who watched ECW when he wasn't supposed to be watching ECW um, you know, so so I I I had seen some violent stuff really before I was supposed to be seeing violent stuff, but uh, combat zone wrestling, even when I was 16, 17, you know, 18 years old, um, that was, that was just too much for me. Like that, yeah. it, it was just like, ugh. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, you know, I would see people like, um, like sick boy or like necro butcher. Oh yeah. Um, and, and, you know, all these different people and, um, you know, I had heard of them before largely because I played, um, I don't know if you remember this one, but Backyard Wrestling and Backyard Wrestling 2. Um, I heard of them, but I've never played either. Well, well, Backyard Wrestling 2 was actually the, I, I thought the better one to play. Um, but, um, but anyway... So I had heard of them, but like actually seeing Combat Zone wrestling to this day, that that is not my cup of tea. That's I also think, on Tubi. They have a whole, I think, two seasons, one or two seasons of Combat Zone. <laughs> um, I just, I don't get, I don't get it. Like that, because that stuff can literally kill you. Yeah, they're they're like the because the light tubes that they that they use. Ladies and gentlemen, like I like I said, I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be like the PC police or whatever. Because if I've said this before, and I will always say this until the until the day that we no longer do this show, which which I hope is in the very distant 10, 15, 20 years in the future. That's how much fun we have doing this show. 
um, you know, we what we want to be around for a very long time. Um, but um, but you know, but the 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 mercury that's in those light, the light tubes and and you know the the glass and you know, all like this the level yeah. of like ugh, it's just ridiculous and um you know and and i know people like uh nick gage and john moxley they love that shit I know. And, I, and i'm a fan of john moxley but it, uh, not so much a fan of nick gage but it's just yeah. it's just like jesus christ you know enough enough is enough and, that, and like i said that's coming from a guy that was watching ECW when he was 10, 11 years old. So, all right. You so, know, um, watching women get, you know, pile drive through tables. Yes. And like, and even, even that, like, even back in the day, I had a problem with that because I, and I'm being, I'm being honest with you. Like, I had a problem with that even as a kid because, like, violence against women even you know even though I knew wrestling was fake, you know or wrestling was not I shouldn't say wrestling's fake what I mean what I mean is like it wasn't it wasn't actual violence toward women, you know yeah. like but but i I just even even the um portrayed violence toward women, I didn't like that like when um like when Francine was getting piled right through tables, or like when May Young was getting, uh, you know, power bombed through tables by Bubba Ray. <laughs> you know, come to find come to find out, he Bubba Ray told the story much later, but he he would try to do it in a way to like protect her, and like it would it would just go out the window because she would do it her way, yeah, because she was such a badass. Yeah, but um, you know, it's just like even portrayed violence against women. I just I never really got behind. I I just I couldn't even even later on, like when when women would take the the 3D through tables or something like that. I just I never real I never really liked it. And even that was as a teenager or like a young kid. Just you know, ugh. so something like CZW just never really did it for me. But um, moving on. Yeah, but so uh, we have a shorter show, just like a Tuesday night. Uh, we have AEW and SmackDown, and we have all the fun stuff that I found on TikTok earlier this week. Yes, in in addition to um, in addition to wrapping up a tournament and wrestling roulette, um, yes. and, and then as as Elio and I alluded to earlier, we will be back on Tuesday with the Raw review and the uh, elimination chamber predictions. And um, and I have a we have the one question for next week plus I have next week's fantasy match for you. Absolutely, I'm, I like I like those. I like hearing about those. They're fun. Like, like I, when I'm doing this, I'm taking the matches that we do on these tournaments, and I'm putting them in a list. And and we're gonna we're using them on wrestling POV. So we have matches for days. 
Yeah, well, you know, and and even even when you don't have those, sometimes you know, I've I've helped you guys come up with matches before. Yep. Or like questions for the for that show yep. too. So, you know, I I I like that aspect of of your show. I think that's cool. All right, so whatever you see, we get into AEW Dynamite. Then this show this week was a fun show. It was a good show. Yes, it was absolutely. So for my high high points, uh, I only I only really had one low point, and that was the uh, Bunny and Jamie Hader. Like the end, the way that match ended with uh, that um, messed up spot that they that they did. Wow, the way Bunny landed. Yeah, uh, you know, she, I mean, she hit her head yeah. in a in a very um, messed up, uh, messed up fashion. So hopefully, hopefully she's okay. And um, you know, I I will say this: every, every it's wrestling. You know, everybody has the potential of getting hurt. Everybody knows that. Um, but. I will say AEW has a habit of, of doing it. It's just kind of um, they they need to watch that because that that's starting to become a more frequent occurrence than I would like. And for uh, for high points, I've got like MCF Kanosuke Takeshita. I like Takeshita. Oh, I I I like that guy a lot. Uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Roosh and the Elite versus Top Flight and AR Fox. Um, so I have all of the same high points. I I, I love how we how we watch wrestling um a lot of the the same way because you know every every single thing what you just said I completely agree on. Um, and then low points, um. I agree with uh, Bunny and Jimmy Hader. I would also add the Garcia Guevara gauntlet. You know, I, I added that one as well. I just don't get it. That, that was terrible. Like uh, Ricky Starks beating 2.0 in that that fast. Yeah, I I don't know. And then I would I would also add the main event. Um. With the guns versus the acclaimed. Yeah. Um. Now, I would assume they did this because they're gonna have a match at um Revolution, <laughs> and and it also adds to the storyline that they have going on with their dad, um, talking about the guns and uh, you know Billy Gun, obviously, um, but um. But it just seemed like a very random uh, title change. Um, so the only the only thing I can think of is that um, eventually um, this is going to lead to Billy Gunn going back to his sons. But even if even if that's the case, I'm not sure that. This was the right time to give the guns the championships. And let me play devil's advocate for a second. Let me, because I really had to think about this. Now, 
I'm just going to tell you, I didn't like this match or the result of it at all. I, I, I just didn't. I think this whole thing with with the guns is just the definition of mid. I think I think they as a tag team so far they definitely. I said this before. They have potential, but right now it's they are too young. They're too young, and they they need seasoning before um, before they get this kind of you know push. And it's entirely too early for the titles to be put on them, especially in this fashion. Now, if the storyline goes the way I think it's going to go, then. From a strictly storyline perspective, you could ar- ar- you could argue that it makes sense, right? Because I think that I think that they're gonna go um, with their dad, um, and and you know it, it might just be me, and I, I've I've said this before, folks, you know, and don't get me wrong, I like the acclaim; they're very talented, but the the. The scissor me gimmick and the scissor me daddy ass and the getting old. That stuff has never been for me. No, I, I'm just I'm just being honest with you. Know you. Know, you know what I noticed? Uh, even the audience in the crowd. I I don't know. I don't think it was uh, this week, but I think it was on last week's episode. There was a young kid wearing the scissor me daddy ass T-shirt. Yeah, well, I well, depending on how young he he was, I don't think they'll go over too well in school. But <laughs> uh, but I but either way, you know, I just that doesn't appeal to me. Nope. Okay, that's that's very juvenile, and, and I I find it very stupid, quite yeah. frankly. And 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 that's nothing against Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. Like I said, I just said they're I think they're very talented, and I think they're one of. Um, one of uh, AEW's homegrown talents, and I very much enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but the, the, this apparently integral part of their gimmick, I I just I think I think it's asinine, quite frankly. Pardon yeah. the pun with pardon the pun with Mister Ass, but I'm just being honest with you. Um, and um, so that that was a low point for me, and uh, so we'll see what they do in terms of uh, revolution. But that was that was a big um, stinker. Now, um, now the other the other part of this I want to discuss is this being in the main event because it's it's kind of it kind of goes hand in hand with another conversation that we've had in the past, Elio. Um, and that is, if you have a title match on the card, then I think it should be in the main event. Yep. So from, from that perspective, I got it. However, there were two matches, both of which were high points for both of us, that are so much higher in terms of importance that it could have been they could have easily been inserted in the main event. So the only the only um thing that makes it reasonable that they were put in the main event here outside of a title being in the being in the main event is the fact that this is a um that this is a planned uh you know pay-per-view match and they're trying to build it for revolution. But they better have, they better make this something interesting because 
So far, with the guns having therapy with their dad, and he claimed, and, you know, Austin, uh, I, I forget if it was Austin or Colton uh, going after Billy's drug use in the past. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I'm sure Billy cleared that. I'm sure, I'm sure it was fine. I personally don't like that. I have never liked that. I didn't like it when they did it with Jake Roberts. I didn't like when they did it with CM Punk um, and Chris Jericho and, the, you know, when the sobriety test on Raw and Mitch the Plant and, you know, all this other bullshit. I, I don't like that. It's just not necessary. I don't, I don't, I didn't like it when they did it in WCW with Scott Hall. Um, I think it's bullshit. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to see where they go with it. Um, am I interested in it? Um, from a storyline perspective, fuck no. I, it, it's, it's sleep inducing, quite frankly. Um, but, um, but the talent in the ring, especially on the acclaimed side, I'm interested enough to give it a chance. And uh, with, with that, I think we're done with AEW already. And I think we should go into our first commercial break uh, before we get into yeah, back up. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we'll be right back, folks. All right, we are back, and we're going to get into WWE SmackDown, Ben. This is episode of SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> I mean, SmackDown started out so good, and now it, the shows are just... Mm, how good. Well, l- l- let's put it let's put it like this, folks. Uh, last last night's edition of SmackDown followed the, the typical pattern that it's been having lately. If the bloodline is involved in a segment, then it's fantastic. Okay. Now, if the bloodline is not involved. Then you're going to have to you're gonna have to struggle for a while until some in ring um, magic can be worked. Uh, and um, and you'll forgive me for saying this, but um, shit, row and um, you know Braun Strowman just no. you know well, they ain't getting it done. Uh, did you notice that when uh, when uh, ring announcer was announcing oh she sang it? Uh, no, that was that was me. No, no, no. On uh, SmackDown, she sang it when the announcer was uh, when she announced uh, hit row. Oh uh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, if you were back, uh, she announced it, but she sang the name like the way their entrance theme starts. Well, well, that's kind of why I said shit, bro. Yeah. You know, I unfortunately I can't carry a tune. <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully Samantha Irwin can, um, but I certainly can't. So um, here, here's uh, my highlights, high points for SmackDown. Let me just pull them up here. Of course, it gives an opening segment with Paul Heyman and Sami Zayn. Uh, well, of course, that's a firearm conclusion. And I also gave Eagles and Rick Shane. Um, sure. 
especially especially the segment with um uh with Jay coming to the crowd. I thought that was really cool. But uh, low points, I have Sheamus and Drew versus Hit Row. You mean Shit Row? Why did that? Because you have to correct me. <laughs> and I have Natalia's promo, which was interrupted by Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. So, so it was it, it, it was funny. Um, so I was. Uh, I was doing research earlier tonight for this podcast and, um, you know, I was going through my typical, uh, sites in order to do that. And, um, you know, one of the, one of the news items I ran across was big name returns on last night's SmackDown. I said, Hmm, did I miss miss something? So I click on it. I said, and it says Ronda Rousey. Oh, Ronda Rousey's a big name now. Let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> let, let me let me explain something to you because there's two very distinct factors that you have to keep in mind when it comes to Ronda Rousey. Okay. Now the first one is that when you're talking about Ronda Rousey in MMA and UFC, she is ginormous. She is a Hall of Famer. She is that bitch. Pardon the pun. Okay? She is that good. She is that legendary. Okay? No question about it. Um, but, but when it comes to Ronda Rousey and, and the WWE, especially this second run in WWE, Oh, holy shit, kill me now. It is... It is... Now, I'm sure I'm not, I'm not alone in this. Um, you know, some, some, sometimes, I, sometimes I really wish we had like a three, four, five-person panel on this show for certain discussions. Um, because t- to me... It's it, this thing is cliche in, in the wrestling business nowadays, but with with Ronda Rousey it fits. Ronda Rousey in professional wrestling terms is the epitome of channel changing television. Yeah, you could you combine her with Natalia Neidhart, and let me and let me clarify, okay. Natalia Neidhart has earned that level of, of respect in professional wrestling. She's been there for 15 years. She's she, she's won everything. She's helped a lot of a lot of women in that locker room. I get all that. I have nothing against Natalia. Do do I find her particularly interesting in the ring? No, and I and I never have to be honest with you. Um. You know, you can you can nail me to to whatever whatever um structure you want to nail me to, um. I'm but I'm just being honest with you, um. But but the biggest sticking point that I have had with Natalia is the same biggest sticking point that I've always had with Charlotte Flair. Her promos are terrible. They are. They're nauseating. 
Okay, like, and and I have never been so happy to see Shayna Baszler in my entire life, even when she is accompanied by Ronda Rousey. Although the night pill inducing Ronda Rousey. Although that that wouldn't be a that would that would be a pretty good match. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. Yes. Now, that would be that would be an excellent match, and I think I would like to see that be the direction that they go. Yeah. Because you know, I want to see the return of the Queen of Spades, um, Shayna Baszler. I do. She is, you know, she's she's the most dominant person in the history of NXT. Um, you know, it's just. It's facts, and and then she, for some reason or another, predominantly Charlotte Flair and her main roster domination, um, uh, Shayna Baszler has been reduced to uh, chasing dolls and being scared by dolls backstage <laughs> by Alexa Bliss and Lily and playing Ronda Rousey's babysitter, trying to get her over on the on the main roster. Which I'm sorry, um, you're you're not going to do anymore. The the honeymoon phase with Ronda Rousey and WWE is done. Yep, it it just is. You know she she had one uh, really good run in in WWE. I'm t- not taking anything away from her, but it's 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 done. Um, you know. God bless her. I hope she's happy as a mother. But ever since she gave birth and came back. She has been absolutely nauseating, challenging television. And you put her and Natalia in the same promo, I'm going to fucking sleep. I don't even have to call my mother for, for Advil PM. I mean, it's just, you know, give me my pillow and my blankie and some warm milk and I'm done, you know. All right. All right, and uh, my final low point, Lacey Evans versus, now here's the name, Carmen Harris. And Ben, it's the return of Indy Spotlight, because I have a background on this one. Now I, now I know how excited Elio is right now about this Indy Spotlight. He loves this shit, so let's, have him, let's let him have his moment, folks. All right. So, Harris, so she did have a free front in AEW, mainly on AEW Dark. Which explains why I've never seen Carmen <laughs> Harris. <laughs> All right. And so she had pretty much uh, four matches on, no, yeah, two matches, one match on Dark and three matches on Dark Elevation. Uh, against Athena, Nyla Rose, Layla Hirsch, and Red Velvet in a tag team match, and she had another match against Chris Statlander. Where is Chris Statlander? Did she get injured again? You know what? I do not know. And you know what? On uh, the five second shuffle, her theme always shows up in the rotation, but we never guess it right because when was the last time we heard we we heard her theme or saw her? That's a that's a very good question. 
That is a very, very good question. So that is my high points and low points for SmackDown. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, no, I don't. Um, actually, you know what? One thing. Okay. Um, the main event, folks. I wanted to talk about that for a minute. The Fatal Four Way. Um, for to determine the number one contender spot for the Intercontinental Championship. Now. I have a soft spot for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't know about you, Elio. I don't know what your favorite title is in WWE history. I like the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, mine is the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. So whenever the Intercontinental Championship is involved, I sit up and pay attention. And by the um, way, sorry, not, sorry to interrupt, but um, did you see uh, what uh, what the uh, the news item on Gunther, he just uh, passed a milestone as the longest uh, reigning Intercontinental Champion. Of the 21st century, yes, I did yeah. see that. Yes. So I guess, um, I, guess which, I guess Funky Tonk Man's not the longest reigning champion. Well, well, he 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 might still be because because he was. We're talking with Gunther. We're talking about the 21st century. Right. So, um, I don't know, but if you if you take into account uh, Gunther's historic run as uh, the now defunct NXT UK champion and championship, man, he has had a historic run in WWE. Period, and justifiably so because Gunther is one of those guys that absolutely. Um, warrants that in my opinion now let's talk about the um the the intercontinental championship uh four-way match here because if you were anything like me watching this you were a little bit surprised and then you had to break down a little bit as to why we saw the result that we saw um so we had carrying cross um, we had Santos Escar, uh, Rey Mysterio, and Mad Cat Moss. Did you see? Oh, sorry, did you see uh, that video that WB released? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. And I, and I absolutely love stuff like that. Yep. You know, I I wish that I wish they would do more stuff like that on on TV. I really do because. Some of the stuff that they release as, you know, digital exclusives, yeah, I mean, that's amazing stuff. Um, and we saw another example of it with with Ray and, and Santos Escobar last night. Um, you know, and, and being as fond as I am of Lucha Libre and um, the, 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 you know, significance of the mask, I, I love all that stuff. Um, so that was really cool. Now, um, getting back to this uh, Fatal 4-Way real fast. Um, at first, I was kind of miffed as to why Mad Cat Moss won this match because, let's face it, when he faces, um, you know, Guther, his name is Walter, by the way. Uh, Walter. God damn it. <laughs> uh, 
when, when they face off next week, they're going to have to scrape uh, Madcap Moss off the off this mat with a spatula, like uh, like an ant off a windshield, um, because it's 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 gonna be, it's gonna be splat. It's gonna be a two minute squash match as it should be. Uh, now some of you may be asking, well, if it was gonna be that, then why not have uh, someone of a higher caliber like a uh, like a Karrion Cross or a Santos Escobar um, or even a Rey Mysterio win the match. And I think I have the answer um, for you there because I was wondering that myself. Um, if Because Karrion Cross and Rey Mysterio really can't lose because they have to look strong given the fact that they are in a few with each other. Um at the moment, and they, so realistically, they're too far above the Intercontinental title picture, and they're in a few with each other, so they can't lose, but they needed bodies to make the IC title uh, match look important, so I think that's why they went with these two guys. Um, and then in terms of Santos Escobar, who would have been my pick um, if I had to pick a winner because I love Santos Escobar and I want him in a, in a, in a much more elevated position on the main roster. Um, the, the, only, um, the only logic that I can see in him not winning the match is maybe they have a bigger um, – they have a bigger um, – Feud lined up for him down the line with Rey Mysterio after he gets done with Karrion Cross and they and they didn't want, or after Rey Mysterio gets done with Karrion Cross and uh, they didn't want Santos losing either. So my question to my question to the audience at large and to Elio as well. Um, given that logic, why do you think that this match was booked the way it was? Because to me, the only one that could afford to both win and lose that match. Well, no, I'm sorry. The only person who could have afforded to to lose that match was the guy that won it. And that, and that was Mad Cat Moss. So why do you think that they booked it that way? I don't know. I was like, I just thought it was a, an, an odd match to have, like, because then you're going to have an Intercontinental Championship match on television. So I'm not sure, like, what the what the idea behind that was. Yeah, because because we know Mad Cat Moss, you're going to, like I said, you're going to have to um, use some specialized equipment. He's going to... He's gonna um, look like a Looney Tune character getting scraped off of that shit. I mean, I mean, good God. I mean, um, you're cross feeling with Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar. He doesn't have a program right now that I know of. So he, to me, Santos would have been the logical winner. Right. So, like, uh, Mad Cat Moss is just a really odd choice to go with. To win this match. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just, and plus, people are, people may argue, well, this elevates Matt Catmull. I don't see how being in the ring with 
Gunther in, in this capacity. His name is Walter. Let's not forget that, folks. Just reminding you. Um, I don't see how this elevates Mad Cat Moss. Now, Emma elevates Mad Cat Moss, his real-life girlfriend. I do I do like that pairing. Um, I, honest, I honestly do. Um, you know, um, so that part's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, the, and I think they're starting to cut some social media promos and, and get him more out there with her. So from that perspective, I do, I do like that. And I think that's a step in the right direction for Madcap. And obviously getting him his first title shot on TV could be seen as a step in the right direction. And usually I would agree, but when it's against when it's against Walter, and we know exactly what's going to happen in this situation, I don't really see that as a step up for um, Mad Cat Moss. Um, so, um, but with that being said, um, other than that, nothing really stood out on SmackDown as important. And that really bothers me. I understand that they did a really good job um, building up the bloodline stuff, and I, that that's obviously the big story um, heading into um, Elimination Chamber and um, WrestleMania. And, you know, they did a really good job, uh, you know, tying in the fact that the Usos can't be there next week because, you know, Canada and the DUIs and stuff. So, you know... Roman's punishing the Usos, and then, of course, I I think Jay is going to get kicked out of the bloodline after what he did um, last night with Sami Zayn. I, I really do. Yeah, you know, uh, I was reading earlier today. There was an article on that I came across by Google Newsfeed. Yes. Five potential names that could replace either Sammy or Jane in the bloodline. Eh, dude, I mean, but do you really want to see somebody replace him in the bloodline, or do you want to see the implosion of the bloodline? No, I don't want to see anyone replace him, but uh, I, I have a, the list of names here. These are possible names that could replace the either one. All right, well, just for shits and giggles. All right. Number one, Nia Jax. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, Elio. I'm gonna pull out. I'm gonna pull out my inner Gwen Stefani. Don't speak. Don't speak that into existence. Please, no. Well, well, hold on. There's five more names on here. I don't speak. I know just what you're thinking. I don't know. Number two on this list, Zion Quinn. Well, it's doable. This nickname is a Samoan ghost. All right. Number three. Dakota Kai. What would Dakota Kai do in the bloodline? I have no idea. She's Australian, not Samoan. What the fuck? Number four, Bronson Reed. 
Okay. Number five, Ava Rain. Oh my God. Don't do that to her, please. And number six, Naomi. Oh dear. Well, you know, some of those names make sense because of the family connection, but honestly, folks, nobody wants to see Nia Jax. It's too early for Ava Rain. The bloodline can't go on forever. Like there has to be a come point where. Yeah, yes, and and th- and just with the natural and look, like I've enjoyed the bloodline storyline as much as anybody. I think it's been incredible. I've I've expressed on on multiple occasions. If you haven't listened to the show, Elio can back me up on this. I've expressed on multiple occasions. I think the bloodline storyline has been the best thing on WWE TV in in a decade and a half, at least. Um, can can you back me up on that? That I've expressed that. Yeah. Um. But but let's let's be honest, folks. I think if I think if they start making alterations to the bloodline rather than letting the storyline take its natural progression that everybody uh, can kind of see where it's going. Um, I don't know about you, Elio, but I would start to get NWO red and black vibes. Yeah, we don't want that. You know, and 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 I we don't we we don't want that at all. So I would prefer it just to take its natural course because. Because like you said, you know, eventually it has to end. And, you know, and this this might come as a surprise to, to some people. But, you know, as, as great as certain aspects of the bloodline have been, and I want to get your take on this too, on this too Elio, I, I honestly believe that when it, when it does eventually break up, I think it'll be a good thing for for the company and the roster because we need we need to have two world titles back on on the main roster. Um, we like the U.S. title cannot be the top title on Raw. Um, you know the 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 tag team divisions cannot be being held hostage. You know by one team holding two titles. It's just, for the sake of the bloodline storyline, it works, but it's, it, it can't work like that long-term. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think I think as good as the bloodline storyline ha- has been, other aspects of the product have suffered as a result of it. And I think it'll be good for, for that to return to normal once the once the storyline comes to an end. You know, I, I'm confused on something. Now, the Usos have both the championships, right? Raw and SmackDown? Yes. Did they not just have a tournament for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships? Yes, they did. <laughs> well, I'm confused because now that they're still holding this, the both sets of belts, like why did they have that tournament then well i don't i don't know i think maybe that was one of the details that got lost in the shuffle but your um your question is a very 
a legit one and one that I would like to know the answer to, but I think it just got lost in the shuffle, bro. All right, so is that all we have for SmackDown? Yeah. All right, so that does it for this week in wrestling. Now we're getting into the fun stuff. Ben, I have a mini evolution quiz for you. Okay, shoot. All right, let me just pull up the questions here. And here we go, question number one. Fill in the blank. Evolution is a conundrum, mystery, enigma, or secrecy? Evolution is a mystery. Yes, that was a weird question. Okay. Which former WWE superstar was once supposed to join Evolution? Mark Chindrak, Garrison Cade, Rob Van Dam, or Rodney Mack? Uh, Mark Chindrak. Yes. All right, question number three. Which team did Evolution defeat at WrestleMania? Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash, the Rock and Sock Connection, the Hardy Boys, or the Dudley Boys? Um... The Rock and Saw Connection. Rock and Saw Connection. And the final question. How many Royal Rumble matches has Evolution won? Five, six, seven, or eight? Well, let's see. Um, Randy Orton has won two. Um... Randy Orton's one, two, Batista, um, Batista, I'm not sure, um, Triple H, um, has, I think, one, one, and Ric Flair, I think, has one, two, so I'm gonna say Five. The answer is seven. Oh, okay. All right, so uh, three out of four. Not bad, though. All right, and uh, I guess uh, before we uh, go any further, should we go into commercial? Yes, I think we should. Right, and also, I don't know if you saw this Bray Wyatt interview of talking about uh, all these characters he's creating, he's created. No, I no, I have not. Right, I ha- I found it on TikTok. I'll uh, play it for for the for you and the listeners uh, when we get back. Okay, very good. All right, we are back, and Ben, I have the question uh, that we're gonna have be putting up next week as well as a fantasy match. All right, well, shoot, yeah. shoot because I'm interested. First of all, uh, the question from last week that we talked about last night was a stupid comment that Vince Russo made where he said Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn aren't on, are about, aren't on a Roman Reigns' level. So, yes, we did, we discussed that. So what yeah. did the boys over well, at POV have to say? No, um, they, uh, they pretty much said uh, that they disagree with Vince Russo because uh, they said that he, they helped them, they helped Roman get to that level. Yeah, so pretty much exactly what we said. All right, and um, so the question we have came to us from our good friend Josh, uh, Josh Sanders. So his question, does Baron Corbin, do you think Baron Corbin ever gets over with WWE fans? 
there's one way he gets over again. And that is if he goes back to his original gimmick. And that's it. I don't, I don't, I don't see him getting over oh, any other way. Uh, what, what, what I mean is based off of uh, what uh, JBL said this week uh, when uh, they split the two up. Do you think he ever gets over with fans? Well, well, certainly not like this. You know, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging because they they've had so many different um, versions of him. Yeah. Um. You know, King Corbin, Happy Corbin. Uh. You know, this version of, of Baron Corbin. What is um, this version? I'm confused. <laughs> well, and and I I don't think WWE even knows, which is why I, I think they broke him off from JBL. I don't know what the intent was with JBL. Um. To begin with, with um. Corbin, but clearly it, it didn't work. And um, I can give credit to WWE for realizing that and pulling the plug. Um, so it, at, at this point, it's going to be very, very hard to rehab Corbin because they, uh, they've done it so many times. Um, to me, um, and, and, and this may be a, a cruel comparison, but it's it's honestly the best one that I can think of at the moment. To me, Baron Corbin is like the male version of Lacey Evans. Mm. Um, it just in terms of they've tried so many different things and it just hasn't stuck. Okay. And it gets to the point of, you know, when do you when do you call a loss a loss? Now Getting back to what I was saying originally, um, there is one way in which I can see Baron Corbin uh, coming back and having some sort of uh, success again, and and that is um, and that is going back to his original lone wolf gimmick. Yep. Um, I think that was his most successful. That he's been in um, both NXT and WWE, and I, I think um, I think that's his best shot. Um, and if, if that doesn't work, then um, Baron Corbin may have to may have to try the um, you know to go work somewhere else for a while, and then um, come back and after really. Uh, reinventing himself. Unfortunately, um, I'm not sure if he's one of the guys that can do that because, you know, Baron. I don't want to say Baron Corbin is a bad wrestler because I don't think that's true. I think, but I do think it's fair to say that you know exactly what you're getting with, with Baron Corbin. And you're not going to get anything more than that. Does that make sense? Yep. Like Baron Corbin is good at what he does, and that's it. There's really, there's really no no surprises. There's really like no oh shit moments that you have. Like there's really no classic Baron Corbin match. It's like oh shit, you have to see this. Yeah. Um, you you know what you're getting, 
Um, he, you know, he's a solid worker. Um, but there, there's just, there's no, um, there's no real special sauce there. And, um, you know, honestly, and, and, and this isn't to be cruel because I, I'll be honest with you folks, if you've been listening to this show for a while, um, you know, I, I've had my issues with Barry Corbin in the past where I've said, you know, he comes off like a dick. Um, in 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 real life, you know, because he's flashing his his fancy cars and his fancy watches on social media, and and he just comes off like a like a dick. Um, and um, and when and when I when I said that, I I one hundred percent um stand behind it. Um, but I'm I'm also somebody who can. Um, move past something and not hold a grudge. So this, I have at this point, I have nothing against Baron Corbin the individual. I'm just calling it like I see it. And to me, Baron Corbin is very much like Lacey Evans and and um, Ronda Rousey, where it's like every time he's on, he's a channel. Let me see what else is on. Let me see what's going on with uh, Chicago PD and SVU, and and you know, and wait till his segment is over and then come back. Okay. And uh, fantasy match for this week, Ben. Yeah. It's not a singles match, and it's not a tag team match, and it's not a women's match. This is. A fantasy elimination chamber match. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, ready for the six names in this match? Yes, sir. We have Brock Lesnar. Okay. Eddie Guerrero. Ooh. MJF. Triple H. Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. Oh my god. <laughs> um oh my god. How do I how do I pick a winner out of that? Good god. What a what a freaking match, first of all. Um, so, so many different um layers or um potential layers and and and, and stories. Um, in there, um, wow! You could uh, you could write a whole novel of wrestling storylines with those with those uh, six guys. I I really like that. That might be the best fantasy match I've heard of. Um, but damn! Um, I, I hope you're not expecting me to pick a winner. Um, but I will say this: that is a must see fantasy match. No, you don't have to pick one right now. But like, I mean, if you see it on in one of the groups that you're in, like, uh, if you if you can if you think about winning, you just leave it, drop a comment. Oh, absolutely. All right, so that is uh wait, okay, so now Ben, I yeah, we, we could host an entire podcast on that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I. Actually, before we I played video, let's get into this tournament.
because uh, I, I didn't even check, but I think the results are in for the latest matches that we have going. So let me just pull those up. All right, so we have Edge and Christian versus RK Bro. Okay, Ben, you're gonna have to pick one because fifty percent each went with uh, fifty went with Edge and uh, Christian, and fifty went with RK Bro. Sorry, Edge, I'm gonna have to go with RK Bro on this one. Okay, so it's is RK Bro. And they will take on the winner of this match, New Age Outlaws and the Hardy Boys. And it is going to be RK Bro versus the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I saw that one, guy. In, in the finals. So I will have that up, and then we will give you the results on Tuesday. And we are going, to, and then we will begin the next tournament, which I'm, I know Ben just can't wait to get oh, into. I am, I am so excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> All right, so, so now I found, I told you I found this uh, interview earlier with uh, Bray Wyatt. So I'm going to play this for you, okay? And, and keep yeah. in mind, folks, I, I, have, I have to say this before Elio hits play. We are not playing any commentary from the interviewer because the interviewer sucks. Yeah. I, you know what? He, you, you usually I don't like you know calling people out on this show, and I'm not gonna do it here. But this interviewer absolutely sucks. So we're just gonna let Bray Wyatt speak for himself, or and uh, leave it at that. And uh, with that, Elio, why don't you go ahead and hit play? All right, sorry, I was just uh, setting up. I was making sure that it was all good. All right, so here we go. Oh, let me just uh, unmute it. That's what happens. Uh, it always, it, uh, it uh, goes mute by default. So here we go. But Uncle Howdy and Bray and all these things, these are all real. They're based on moments and things that have really happened. So Uncle Howdy is, there's so much more to it than you think. It's not, it's not just so cut and dry, a spooky man in the background. There's more to it. There's complexities that you haven't got to see yet. There's things that, that I don't understand about it. And that's the beauty of it, is it's, it's going to grow organically. But the story of it, I don't even think has been told yet. And, and what if once you understand what it really is and where it came from, pretty much out of it, Howdy really is. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's much deeper than you think it is. All right. So that was a short clip of Bray White talking about uh, the Uncle Howdy character. Well, and, um, and I, I tend to believe him based on, um, based on his history. Um, I will tell you, Uncle Howdy did not have a good showing at Royal Rumble. Um, you know, I mentioned that there was a different angle um, to his jump from the platform with the um, with the overgrown come to life puppets, which 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 that aspect of that was cool. I I did enjoy that, but um, you know he was supposed to jump on L.A. Night, and he missed him by a good uh, you know um, you know four or five inches, despite the fact that um, L you could see before he jumped 
that L.A. Knight had scooted into position for Uncle Howdy to jump on him, and he just straight up missed it. And due to the camera magic and ex the distracting explosion, um, we didn't see how bad the miss was on the air from the angle it was shot, but it was bad. From the from the alternate angle, it, it was bad. So uh, you know, camera work um, really really saved Bray Wyatt's ass on that one. Uh, you're you're on hey you're on mute. All right, and now we're gonna. Sorry, I was uh, setting up the next video. Okay, now we are going to get into Ben's WWE story. Okay, very good. All right, you know the you know the deal. Two seconds and stop. Okay, you're the the first one we're gonna the first person you land on is your mentor at the start of your career. Okay. Okay, very good. All right, and go. Stop. Oh, you're going to be mentored by Mark Henry. That's that's not a bad mentor. Absolutely not. All right. Let's see what happens next. So your mentor is Mark Henry. And the start of your career is going to be. You know, fans will be right back. All right, sorry about that, fans. I just had to make a few notes. So, Ben, you're the first one is your mentor at the start of your career. So, go. So, this is your. Oh. So, go. Stop. Okay, you're going to be mentored by Diesel. Okay, I may have preferred Mark Henry, but that's okay. All right. And let's see, next you are going to debut, and who will you be making your debut against? And go. Stop. Oh, you're going to debut against Shawn Michaels. Oh, okay. Well, well see, now I'm, now I'm glad I'm being mentored by Diesel, because now I have a better chance against uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Very good. All right. Okay. Next one. Let's see. The next one. You are going to go for the Intercontinental Championship. And who will it be? And go. Stop. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Vince Pinkman. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Sweet vindication, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I can beat that decrepit old fuck. All right. And next up. But you're going to suffer an injury. And who are you going to suffer an injury at the hands of? Go. Stop. Oh. You've been injured by Roddy Piper. Hey man, my my career's getting pretty fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's see what's up next. After you come back from injury, 
you and to the Royal Rumble. And who is the last man you eliminate? Go. Stop. Oh, you eliminate Kane to win the Rumble. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like this. Very nice. So now you're going out to WrestleMania, Ben. And you're going to WrestleMania to face who and go. Stop. Oh, you're going to face Mark Henry at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. That's what you get for not wanting to mentor me when I asked you the first time. Complete <laughs> justice in storytelling. This is wonderful. <laughs> now you're going to go for the tag team championships, okay? And who will your partner be? And go. Stop. Oh, okay. Ben and Goldust. Oh, jeez. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want, just don't hunt me. <laughs> <laughs> And or and you have you're now reaching the end of your career. So who will who will be the one to retire you? And go. Stop. Oh Shawn Michaels is gonna be the one to retire you. Ah, uh, well, you know we we start and stop the same way. Very good. And that's called storytelling. Exactly. Yeah, it's the Ben's career started with John Michaels and it ended with John Michaels. Well, <laughs> see, right, right there via a randomizer, we just told a bit a better story live on the podcast than Vince McMahon told in at least a decade. Right? Like, geez, that, that, that's a better story than any that we've seen in the, the past. How many years? All right, the next one after you. So you're gonna have on one side, okay, you're gonna make a one fa- one uh, faction to go up against Degeneration X. No, like, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, before, before, which version of DX? Oh, okay, so we have Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, X-Pac, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Okay. All right. All right. So you are, you have to pick five and go. Stop. Okay. So your first, the first one on your team is Road Warrior Hawk. Very good. All right. So let's see who's second. All right. Oh, fun. All right. So let's see you second. Go. Stop. So you have Road Warrior Hawk and you have Cesaro. Oh, very. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, very good. All right. So now you have two more to choose from. And go. Stop. Oh, sorry. Let me uh, redo that again. Okay. Oh, okay. And, oops. Okay, and go. Stop. Okay. Road Warrior Hawk, Cesaro, and Dean Malenko. Oh, one of my, one of my original favorites of all time. 
Okay, so now I now I need now I need a woman to take on China, right? Well, not necessarily because remember China did face off against against uh, male superstars. Well, that's true. That's true. All right, so your fourth guy and go. Stop. Oh, so we have Road Warrior Hawk. Uh, who Cesaro? Dean Malenko and Lex Luger. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Are you ready for your fifth? This is your fifth and final member. No, wait, sorry. There's uh, two more. All right. So who will your. Yeah, I know because it would be be five because there's me. So there's one more and then me. Yeah, no, that's right. There's one more. So this is your fifth one. Okay. All right, and go. Stop. Oh, oh, oh. Well, no, this is your team, so there is two more. Because uh, you're not. This is you're making this team. You're not in the match. Oh, okay, very good. So two more picks. So oh, number five. Okay, here we go. Road Warrior Hawk. Cesaro. Dean Malenko, Lex Luger, Harley Race. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's see what we have the, next. The King of Kings has nothing on Harley Race. Thank you. Okay, and then here's your last, uh, your last pick. And go. Stop. Oh, Ben, this is your team. Okay, you remember you're facing Triple H, Shawn Michaels, China, Xbox, Road Dog, and Billy Gunn. Okay. Your team is made up of Road Warrior Animal, Cesaro, Dean Malenko, Lex Luger, Harley Race, and Hulk Hogan. Uh, well, well, that is, that is an awesome team, though. So, uh, I, I like my chances against DX in this situation. So there you go. That is that is the, your team right there. Very good. All right. So um, guess uh, that brings us to the end. We only have uh, Wrestling Roulette left. Yes, and uh, we'll, and, uh, we'll be right back. Yep. After a brief commercial break before we get kicked off by our virtual producer. All right, we're back, Ben. That was fun, but I, I want to, I got to see what team I put together. To take I 100% agree. All right, here we go. First, one, two. Oh, interesting start. My first uh, pick is CM Punk. Okay, that's not bad. All right, let's see who I get next. And go. All right. Let's see. And go. Oh, oh okay. CM Punk and Arn Anderson. Oh, very good. All right. Who, who am I going to get next? And go. And here we go. 
Okay. Number three. So we have CM Punk, Arn Anderson, Brian Danielson. My man, you're, you're scoring almost as good as I did. <laughs> DX has some issues on that. <laughs> Seriously. And let's see what's next. And go. All right, let's see. Number four, right? Yep. Okay. CM Punk. Arn Anderson. Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. And let's see what we, what we get next. And go. Number five. Let's go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Fifth member, Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Uh, that's a little bit of a Debbie Downer, don't you think? Yeah, right? Come on. <laughs> don't say the one wants Dolph Ziggler. No. Uh, hopefully the sixth, hopefully <laughs> the, the final pick will uh, be better. <laughs> Let's see. Hopefully. I, I mean, come on. Go. Here we go. So we have CM Punk, uh, Arn Anderson, Brian Danielson. I said Dolph Ziggler, right? Who's number five? Uh, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, number five, and number six, Team Malenko. Very good. I won't do a guy from my team to make up for Dolph Ziggler. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. We did good. Sorry, DX, you didn't lose. I have, well, I have no question about it, in my opinion. All right, so that brings us to our final segment, Wrestling Roulette. I'm just going to pull up the playlist here and give me a give me a second. Uh, all right. And I'll be right back, Ben. I'm just going to start playing and pause it. Okay. All right, Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, Russian Roulettes. I play 20 tracks. 21 tracks. 21 tracks, 10 seconds. Ben has to guess which roster that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Yes, sir. Can you replay that? Uh, yep. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me just uh, move my microphone a little bit away from. All right. Here we go. Um, Naomi? No, it is not. That is the maximum male models. Okay, well, I'm so happy I got that wrong. I can't even begin to tell you. Jesus. If, if, if I ain't got that right, I would have deducted a point by default. 
<laughs> All right, here we go, track two. I'm insatiable, I can't get enough. I need to find a boy. I'm insatiable, I can't get enough. I need to find a boy. Um, is that uh Layla? No, it is not. Who is it? That is Tiffany. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Track uh, yeah, that's not a good song for her, for a girl to have in uh, WWE. All right, it's a little bit X-rated. In my <laughs> track three. Here we go. Uh, Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. Yes. All right. Track four. Here we go. Is that Jeff Hardy from his TNA days? No, that is Stacy Keebler. That's very random. I I don't think I've ever heard that theme from Stacy. All right. Although I, I do have to apologize because she's a Maryland girl, so I have to apologize by default. All right, here we go. Track number five. D-Lo? D-Lo Brown, yes. Track six, here we go. All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Taker. Undertaker, yes. By the way, I have this CD. I love it. I love the CD. You mean the WWE CD or the Limp Biscuit oh, CD? Oh, it's the Limp Biscuit, the CD that the song is off of. I have it too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. Apollo! I'm pretty sure that's Big E that says Apollo, and I've always wondered why they have Big E on that track. I, I, well, I, here I'm seeing Death Rebel and Supreme Madness. That's so, but it doesn't it sound like Big E? Yeah, kind of, a little bit. So yeah, so looking at looking at him up last week, he's Nigerian descent, born in LA. Well, then, then I wasn't a complete idiot because I, I thought for sure that he was Nigerian descent. Yeah. So um, wait, uh, that's track seven, right? I believe so. Yes. And uh, you have four. Uh, yes. All right, you are track eight. Uh, Johnson got it all wrong with that one. That sounds awfully funky, but I don't know, so pass. That is the Man of War, Aldo Montoya. Oh, God. 
That, yeah, that was a swing and a miss. All right, here you go. You know you want Oh, my. No, we don't. You know what? LAM stopped it right there. Stop, 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 stop. It's Jillian Hall. We don't need to assault our listeners' ears any further. Yeah, yo, we we had that song that song on wrestling POV for like the first time. Like, I, I got no one else knew it. Like, I, I then it was on me. I'm like, that's Jillian Hall. Here we go. because I can't really identify the, the theme. That is Cameron. Uh, who gives a shit? Tell us how you really feel. Well, I mean, you know, Naomi was the star of that team. Let's be for, let's be for uh, real. No, I'm saying. No, you're right. I'm saying. All right, here we go. Next one. Are you ready? Yes, sir. I think this is a first for this one as well. Play that. All right. Um, pass. That is Ronda Rousey. Oh, well, I'm so happy I got that wrong. Hey. No one, no wonder I missed it. I mean, you know, she's she's human Nyquil on WWE that, television. That, that, that's the original version off of Tom Jet's uh, CD. I was I was asleep. Well, yeah. If it was just that, it was the beginning part that threw me off. Yeah, that. Was, yeah, because that's the original one I got from Tom Jet's album. All right. Okay. Track 12. One of the most naturally gorgeous women in WWE history, Kelly Kelly. Kelly Kelly, you are up to six. Track uh, 13, here we go. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yes. That's actually one of my favorite themes. How about that theme? Yeah, uh, Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. Can't go wrong. Sir, all right. We're on track 14. Honestly, brother, I don't think I've ever heard that before. I have not a clue. That is Cora Jade. Okay, well that would kind of make sense because I don't, I don't really watch NXT. So, 
<laughs> Wait, that was track 14, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, 14 was, uh, 13 was, we were trying, yeah, it says track 14. Here, track 15, here we go. Is this my punishment for criticizing Charlotte Flair on a weekly basis? She has to intrude on my favorite yeah. segment. Charlotte Flair, yes. Here you go, track 16. Are you ready? Yeah. That is Alex Wright, WCW. Are you here with track 17? You ready? Yep. Kane. That, that was literally 10 seconds. Don't you love it when it works out like that? All right, track 18. Here we go. Uh, is that John Morrison? Holy jeez, yeah, that's John Morrison. Well, what? <laughs> yeah. That's an instrumental version. Where'd you how did you get that? What? <laughs> well, I I was I listened to the instrumental and then I was like, wait a minute, and then I started singing the the um the lyrics that came next and it kind of fits, and that's how I got it. You're up to ten. Alright. Here we go. Track nineteen. <sighs> That is Tamina. Uh, well, once again, I'm happy to be a loser in this situation. Okay, two more. Are you ready for track 20? Yes, sir. Thank, thank the Lord, thank the wrestling gods above. Join me in the thankful prayer, Father Elio, that we don't have to end the show with that piece of shit. God, right, right back. <laughs> may we also, may we also add on to our prayer the hope and the question, or the hope and the request that he not return to professional wrestling. I agree. Here, this is the last one. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, William Regal? No, it is not. That is Jerry the King Lawler. Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, that is it. You know what? I want to see what would have been, what the next track would have been. Let's see. 
the fuck? Pete, would, would you have known what that one is? You know what? I don't think I would have. I mean, if I heard it more than once, uh, I would I would. But if I only heard it like one time, like in, and it's been a while since I heard it last, I wouldn't have known. Was but, that Fondango? Sorry? Was that Fondango? No, that is Paul Orndorff. Oh, yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Okay. All right, so uh, that is it, Wrestling Roulette. So, Ben, you have a total of, let me see, because my uh, Amazon opened up, which I didn't want. So, you have a total of 11. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, well, that's not bad. All right, so before we do that, we got some stuff to plug. First of all, you can find the PNC Professional Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Amazon Music, and then we're yep. now on Patreon. Yes, so uh, I will um, I will start uh, sharing the link both on uh, my social media, um, I don't um, share this, my social media enough. Let me go ahead and share that now. And then in addition to uh, my social media, I will also share that on uh, the PNC Progression Wrestling uh, Podcast Facebook page. For those of you that don't know, my social media on uh, Twitter is um, PiercingBen. That's P-E-A-R-C-E-I-N-G-B-E-N on Twitter. And then um, it's just uh, Ben Pierce on Facebook. Um, I'm not sure if you guys would be able to find me since we're not a, uh, we're not a um, you know, visual podcast. But, um, but, um, but, for my from my friends who know who I am, they they obviously would know where to find me on on that one. Um, but um, but so so there's that, and then so I will make the uh, Patreon available um, for you there as well. So for now, folks, the Patreon is um, free because we're trying to. Um, get it out there and, um, you know, make people aware that it's there. I just set it up. Finally, yeah. I mean, I figured out how to change the, the name for the link. Yeah, so, and, and we have to do that too, because the, the link for the name is very odd, or the, the name for the link is very odd. Um, but, um, but so for the time being, it's going to be uh, free until we get followers and, People know it's there, but then um, then we're gonna be trying to make a little bit of money um, on this show. And, and um, once that happens, uh, LAO and I are going to decide, you know, what goes on that show in addition to what we offer on the free show as well. But don't worry because we don't want to um, we don't want to decrease quality on one to add quality to another. So whichever. Um, version of the show that you enjoy 
Um, we certainly appreciate it and um, would, would appreciate your support um, any way you choose to offer it. So uh, stay tuned for updates on the Patreon. And uh, in, in the meantime, uh, we certainly appreciate your patronage right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Um, don't forget, we will be back on And there's also our other, the other show, you can find me on Wrestling POV on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio, and Amazon Music. And that's with Tony Diaz, $50 Man Clay Cummings, and myself. And occasionally joined by my co-host right here, Ben Pierce, the original Pierce. I'm, I'm still waiting for my first invite of the year. TikTok, Tony. TikTok. <laughs> I, I, I keep, Elio keeps telling me how much you like me. Well, prove it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> still, TikTok, TikTok. I'm I'm waiting. I I uh, I like being over there with you guys. Um, but um, but yeah. So um, stay stay tuned and uh, don't forget we'll be back on Tuesday with our elimination chamber predictions, and then we will be back. Do you want to come back on Sunday or the following Tuesday for the post show? Yeah, uh, I don't know why. I thought for some reason uh that uh. Elimination team was on Sunday. Uh, I no, check- it, it, it's Saturday. Um. Well, uh, we might have to come back on Tuesday because Sunday I'm going out. And I know. Well, um, I'll message you when I get back because I shouldn't be home too late. Okay. Well, just let me know. I'm going out in the afternoon, and I'm going to be back around six or seven p.m. At least before eight, for sure. Okay, well then, if you if you want to do one, that's fine. If not, we'll wait till Tuesday. Um, either way, you'll be hearing plenty more from us right here on the PMT Progression Wrestling Podcast, and we'll we'll see you next time. All right, and for my host, I'm for my host Ben. I'm Elio. Talk to you all on Tuesday. <laughs>